They didn't have a room to put me in, so they put me back out in the waiting room. Welcome to another episode of Captain's Quarters Podcast. Yes, I have a hook for a hand tonight. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But cheers to you, Davey Longwood and Hellfire Enley. Good to see you. And welcome to everybody that's on the show watching us tonight. Let's see what we got here. So far, it's looking pretty bleak. We better get some people on here soon or what's going on. Do you see people popping in there, Davey? I see eight so far. How come I'm not seeing anybody? I'm not seeing a word. Not not one thing am I seeing. I wonder why. Weird. Up oh, there it comes. Ah, there it is. There they are. I see it now. Very good. So everybody that was watching saw me being a real knucklehead. I maybe the stitches had something to do with my brain tonight. We'll see. But ladies and gentlemen, you know how you can find us, Captain's Quarters Podcast on YouTube. There's our QR code. Just snap a picture of that, and you can find us every Monday night, 8 o'clock. History, mysteries, fun, and guests. We talk about all the things that are pirated around here, plus other parts of the history time. Hi, there's Max coming in to say hello. Hi, buddy. So, YouTube, Captain's Quarters Podcast. It's good for you to watch us every Monday night. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, get the bell going. And every time you need something, you'll be there for us as we are there for you. So thank you very much. We look forward to that. By the way, a shot of rum. And it just happens to be a very good bottle. It was a gift tonight. Sailor Jerry's Savage Apple. I love this one. It's a good one. It's a good go-to. It's not expensive, but it is well worth it. All right. Enough for the hook. There it is, yes. I did injure myself tonight, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Let's get on with the rest of our show for now so we don't keep our guests waiting. Let's see. What is first on the agenda, Mr. Davey? Uh, it's the quote of the week. Quote of the week. Go ahead and let us see it then. No, I'm sorry. No, eight bells. You better do eight bells first. Oh, you're absolutely right. I'm still trying. I'm, I'm working with one hand here. <laughs> All right. Let's see who we have here. Oh, yes. Cynthia Jane Williams. Any of you know who it is? Of course you do. She played in Laverne and Shirley, Cindy Williams. She died last weekend. Aye, and it's a sad thing that we lost her. It was a great show and many people remember her. She was in Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, American Graffiti, <coughs> and she passed away just this past week. Also, Ira Bob Bourne, candy maker, who was called the father of peeps. Oh, <laughs> we like peeps in this household. Aye. He tinkered ways to shape the marshmallows with a machine, inventing mass production techniques that made it possible. He was born in 1924 and died in 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, he was only 99 years old. Only 99 years old. Is that the only two we have for tonight there, Mr. Davey? Nope. You have Franklin Delano Roosevelt Sr. Ah, that's a good one. Was an American Christian minister who was heavily involved in civil rights work in Rochester, New York for the five decades. He was most well known as the founder and first president of the civil rights group FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, in 1965 and after the 1964 Rochester race riots. 
and George Peter Wilbur played Michael Myers in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody you may have never even known because of the mask, but there he is. A hundred television scenes, 40 years, hundreds of TV shows and field projects. George Peter Wilbur, born in 41, passed away in 2023. So ladies and gentlemen, if that's all, if yes, that's Davey to give us our eight bells. Cheers and our wishes to the family and the fans that love these people to you. Here's my cheer. Huzzah. Our quote, advice is like snow, Max, hey. Advice is like snow, the softer it falls, the longer it dwells upon, and the deeper it sinks into the mind. Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Very nice, I like that. Advice is like snow. The softer it falls, the longer it dwells. That's a pretty good quote. Very good, Mr. Davey, very good. And our question of the week. Oh, I like the question of the week. Question of the week is going to be a little bit fun this time. How much stock do you actually put into Groundhog Day? Every year they bring that groundhog out and he sees his shadow. Do you think he really sees his shadow? Do you think he really cares? He's probably fed good, taken care of well. He doesn't care about a shadow. But there is some history behind it. And Mr. Davey, he found some history to go with it. So let's have a quick play on that. I did, indeed. The history of Groundhog Day. This is Florida, though. You can't predict the weather here. <laughs> that one. That's, ladies and gentlemen, if anything goes wrong tonight, it's because I started the bad luck with his hand. And guess what? We're trying out a few new things here. Here you go. If you're outside of Canmerica, then you might not know what a groundhog is. So here you go. This is a groundhog. They're basically giant grumpy squirrels who dig burrows underground. Burrows large enough, in fact, to occasionally make their comfy home a structural hazard to your comfy home. This explains the first half of their name. The second half is because they're kind of fat. Though, unlike their fellow Canmericans, when winter arrives, they need their excess weight to go into hibernation. The story of the holiday is that on February 2nd, the wise groundhogs wake from hibernation to peek out of their burrow and look at the world. If they see their shadow, they go back inside, which predicts six more weeks of winter. If they don't, then spring will come early. The holiday started in the 1800s as a Pennsylvania Dutch custom of weather prediction, and today is celebrated in Canada and 49 of the 50 states. The exception being Alaska, which in 2009 decided to forego Groundhog Day in favor of Marmot Day. Outside of Alaska, many groundhogs contend with each other to be the king of seasonal weather prediction, their main weapon in this war being their delightful names, such as Queen Charlotte and Sir Walter Wally in North Carolina, Shubanakadi Sam of Nova Scotia, Staten Island Chuck from New York, French Creek Freddy in West Virginia, and Gus from Athens, Georgia. Though this last groundhog is somewhat overshadowed by his neighbor, General Beauregard Lee, who one must assume has stylish facial hair and fans himself on the veranda of his plantation home while drinking his tulips and pining for the day when the South will rise again. A thousand miles north of the General, Wharton Willie is the Groundhog King of Canada who throws an annual party to help him stay on top and make sure that the people keep building epic statues of him. But if there could be only one, Puxatoni Phil would be him. 
Not only is his name the most fun to say, but he also has quite a posse of top-hatted tuxedoed men who look after him and call themselves the Inner Circle. According to them, Puxatoni Phil has been making predictions since the 1880s. Not a Puxatoni Phil, mind you, but this Puxatoni Phil, who is functionally immortal because of a magic life-extending elixir the Inner Circle members prepare for him so that he can continue to make predictions and bring in tourist revenue until the end of time. He also speaks a language called Groundhoggies that only the president of the Inner Circle can understand. If you think that Groundhog Day is a dumb, pointless holiday, then there are two things you should consider. First, you have no sense of fun. And second, you better be careful on Groundhog Day, because in addition to their weather-predicting day jobs, these groundhogs also have the magic power to trap you in an infinite time loop until you learn to be less of a jerk. Happy Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, hence the reason for the Bill Murray movie then, right? Groundhog Day, and it was a loop. That's where it came from. Well, now see, I've just learned something new. I hope everyone else of you has learned something new also. So Groundhog Day. I like the first point. It's fun. And we're running out of fun things in this country, in this world. So maybe it's time that we start having some more fun. So ladies and gentlemen, Groundhog Day it is. I like it. And from what I understand, we got six more weeks of winter. I don't like that part. But as Gunner Henley has said, this is Florida. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow with our weather? Yeah, six more weeks of winter in my butt. I was sweating by 12 o'clock. Well, look what happened last week, last Thursday. 81 degrees was the high on Thursday. And by that night, it had dropped down into the 40s, and the high for Friday and Saturday was only about 63. So you never know what's going to happen in Florida. But we're here. We love it and pirates don't care about the weather. On that note, let's talk about crew adventures. I've done it a little differently this time because I want everybody to know how far out we're going. Celtic Festival, March 11th and 12th. Yes, I know, you want to go there too, don't you, Max? Seafood Fest, March 25th and 26th. That's done by the Lions Club here in St. Augustine. Captain Mayhem, oh, that's me. I'll be having an acting seminar in April. Haven't picked the date yet. Midsummer Night's Dream. That'll be in June, the closest Saturday to the 21st, which happens to be the Saturday after or the Saturday before. We haven't decided because June 21st falls right in the middle of the week. And, of course, our spooktacular, October 27th through the 30th. Aye, those are the things we're working on now. There may be other things popping up. And from this point forward, we will be talking about crew adventures of our crew. But the second part of this will always be crew adventures of the crews that we work with and or support. So the crew adventures of our crew that we support, one of them is... Which one do you want? Seawolves. Uh -huh. <laughs> you had a 50-50 chance there. Leave it there. Leave it there. This is our ancient city sirens pirate crew under the command of Miss Gina Marie. They're doing... Known as Captain Cannonballs. What's that? Known as Captain Cannonballs. That's right, Captain Cannonball. I. They're doing a blood drive on February 19th from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. at the CVS at the corner of Ponce de Leon Drive or Boulevard and US-1. So go out there and join them. Give them some blood. Uh, you don't want them chasing you down to take it from you. I heard so Powder Monkey might be out there. Ah, good. The Powder Monkey may be there. That might be a good thing. And because of the date... I might actually come out and, and make a visit myself. We'll see what happens. Um, 
this month of February is a very busy month, so we'll see how it goes. And of course, we're involved heavily with the Seawolves, the privateers down in Flagler, and they're doing their play, and it's this weekend, Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. Who killed Jolly Roger? It is a great play. It's quite funny. The workers there in the play, the, the actors, you can see them there. Miss Anne, uh, Steve Erklins, uh, Steve Erklins, Scott Erklins from uh, the Pirate and Treasure Store down here in St. Augustine. The captain, Captain Scabbard, and his lovely badass blonde. I can't say any other words right now because we're trying to be polite. And of course myself, and look who's playing Jolly Roger. Our own Davy Longwood. It's a great play. I've watched all the performances and the, and the practices so far, and they're doing a great job. It's a lot of fun. It's a dinner, a play, a raffle. It's fundraising for the crew of the uh, Seawolves, and this is one of the ways they raise money to help foster children in their community. So come on down. Games of Chance, Silent Auction, 50-50 and more, Cash Bar, proceeds go to the lost local foster children's program as done by the Seawolf Privateers there in Palm Coast, Flagler County. Come on out. I'll be doing some magic prior to the show. Um, they've asked me to do a little bit for the audience, so I'll be doing a little bit. Got to change some plans on what I'm going to do, but we'll have a good time. Oh, yes, and there it is. Might as well go ahead and talk about it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I had me an accident today. I was holding a metal sign. It actually is a large paycheck or check to write-ins that we could use tonight because of one of the things we're going to do with our guests tonight. And I tripped going down the stairs, dropped the sign, and tried to catch it, and it sliced right through my hand, as you can see. Six stitches, and um, I'm more mad at myself than anything else because a magician needs both his hands to work, and, well, guess what? <laughs> I've got to remake a few things, and I have a big magic show on Wednesday night, and then we have magic on Saturday and Sunday. A magician's no good without his hand. It's a good thing it's not my right hand, but still, and it's still just a piece of meat hanging on my arm <laughs> because they shot it so full of numbing to put the stitches in that it's like it won't do anything. So I'm just waving it around. There it is. And everybody can laugh at me. No, I know. Donna, I, right. I'm, I'm not saying anything nasty. I'm withholding. I know you are too. You're over there snickering. <laughs> it's all right. I don't mind. You, What's that? We're just laughing with you. Yeah, you're laughing with me. Well, at least I didn't go off the rails with a bottle of Kraken. But we'll leave that story alone also then. How's that sound? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, no, we can't. Uh, there can't we talk go. About that so, ladies and gentlemen, that's our crew adventures. We're going to start talking about other crews, any crew that has their events. We'd love them to be a part of our show. Give us the information. This section is for you. We want to talk about your events. Doesn't matter who you are, just send us a message and ask. We don't want to assume, but send us a message and ask. Let's talk about your events on the Captain's Quarters podcast. Because if you didn't know it, We've got quite a following, and it's building fast. We've had some real help with a very good friend of ours out in Utah who's been really doing some research about our show. And you'll notice over the next couple of weeks some real changes because we found out some things that were very interesting. And I'm going to throw one of them out there to you. We'll no longer be doing jib-jab on this show. And I know Mr. Longwood, he loves doing jib-jabs of us, but we can't do them anymore because... 
for some reason, YouTube will cra crash our show or stop our show if we have a jib-jab in it. We've lost a lot of airtime because of things we put in our show that YouTube doesn't like. It's okay. We're learning the ropes still. We're making sure that we're using music that is copyright free. That costs us a little extra money every month. We have to do that. But it gives us a chance to make our show stronger and it'll stand out. And you'll see, for example, at the end of the show, we're not going to spend 15 minutes thanking everybody. We've made a nice little humble thank you video for everybody. So we'll be showing that to you. Little streamlines that we're doing for the show to make it better. That way we have more time to talk about history or more time to talk about our guests. And that is my segue, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest is a representative of Inc. Investing in Kids. Go ahead and you all should know that Inc. is our biggest, one of our biggest organizations we like to do for. And here to tell you about Inc. and join me for the show tonight is Miss Kathy Newman. And there she is. So let's do let's start off with the best part first. Not that it's all going to be good, but let's start off with this. Everybody knows we did Old City Pirate Fest and we made quite a profit. And one of the things we do with all the profit is give money to our charities. This charity, Inc., is receiving a thousand dollar check from the St. Augustine Swashbucklers for all the things they do. Thank there you. you go. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. We appreciate you and the Swashbucklers tremendously. And it's not the first time we've given a thousand or more dollars. I think I tried to go back and look over the last three or four or five years, but I think we've given you guys a somewhere between seven and $10,000 in the last yeah. three or four years. So we like doing that. Here's how I explain ink, and then Kathy is going to correct me on the way I explain ink. I explain ink this way, investing in kids. This is an organization that tries to come up with as much funding as they can to help the teachers buy the things they need to help their classes so they don't have to pull money out of their pocket. That's the way I look at it. They spend a lot of their, teachers all over the country spend a lot of their own personal money to do things for their kids because they believe in what they're doing. I think they shouldn't have to do that. And Inc. is one of those organizations that helps in a way. And because I believe that teachers need to be helped, and this is a great organization, Inc. is our main concern of charity within our group. We, we love them. We love helping them. We have 3,200 school teachers in 3, St. John's 200, County. Yes. 3,200 school teachers in St. John's County. That $1,000 really doesn't mean a whole lot, but they add it to everything else that they have. And they do a lot of great things. So you've been with Inc. a couple of years now, right? It's about a year and a half. Year and a half, all right. And your position with Inc. is? Community and district relations. Ah, so, so you- Community being community. Right. District being the district, the school district. Right. And how many, so is this with elementary school, junior high, or all, middle school, all schools? All K through 12. K through all 12. public K through 12 schools. So for us, that's 45 schools here in St. John's County. Okay, that was my next question. How many schools do we have in St. John's County? And about 50,000 students. Oh, 50,000. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. That's a lot of teachers, 3,200. 
that thousand dollars barely gives every teacher, if they were divided amongst 3,200 teachers, they'd all get about 50 cents a piece. So we need more help. We need more events that we can do to help Inc. And our goal is to continue. We have our spectacular, they're gonna get money from us there. We have our summer event, the dreams come, uh, not dreams come true, um, midsummer nights, mm -hmm. we're gonna give money from there. And then at the end of the year, if we have a little extra during our toy drive in our community, we, we give some extra there. We have some of the school people call us up and say, hey, we need a little extra help here. One year we, where we were asked to help provide backpacks. Yeah. They only wanted a couple. We gave them 300 backpacks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have two pieces of advice and opinion. It's a combination thing. One, our teachers are never paid enough and we need to do whatever we can to help that. And two, helping children is the responsibility of all adults. That's. I think we would agree. I think that's my opinion, that, that, and it stands that way. So, um, Donna is the executive director. Yes, and she could not be here tonight, so she sends her second in command, so to speak. That's always a good thing. So you tell us, and our people watching, where am I wrong in my explanation of what it does? You're not. Not yeah. at all. No, I mean, the only thing I would add is that in addition to helping teachers, which is a good portion of what we do, we offer some programs that are direct to student. Hi, baby. Come here, direct man. to student. So we do, we, we are, the whole mission is, is based on academic success for all St. John's County public school students. And so we do that through innovative programs, teacher support, and classroom resources. Now, in at the Halloween event, you were telling me about something that, you, that Inc. Mm -hmm. is doing yes. that I think is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if there's other things we can do besides um, money to help that event. So sure. tell us about what it is. It's, it's like an online it store. Is, we call it Tools for Schools, and it's an online store that our teachers can access at the beginning of every month. We stock it with at least 25 or 30 of the most used, most needed classroom supplies. No, no. And then uh, the teachers go online whenever they want in that, that open period, order what they need, and then we package it up and deliver it to the school. So it's a monthly recurring opportunity. Last year, last school year for us, which would have been from August through uh, May of 2022, so 2021 to 2022, we, uh, we, we have um, kept track, ultimately, the tracking supply um, that keeps inventory organized and such. Over $100,000 worth of school supplies was delivered to teachers. Um, over 1,400 teachers were, um, were impacted and received supplies. And I definitely lost the total number of orders, but I know that on average we were getting 250-ish orders a month for, and we were open for about schools 10 months of the year, and we were open for about eight of those. So, so you get, so money is not the only thing you need so, for this. Then. So no, money is one of the things that we will put in to buy the supplies. We um, we partner up with the community in the summertime, and we do a supply drive. So we have big blue bins. They say tools for school across them. Uh, they're often found, they're one, there's some that are year-round at the Staples here on US 1 in St. Augustine. Um, but then those bins also go to places like Northrop Grumman, um, Solar Stick. Uh, they go to the banks, Ameris Bank, Five Star Bank, uh, Community First Credit Union. And those are then housed for the community to drop off any supplies they want. Um, some local businesses will do that in-house competition and they'll, they'll bring whatever they can to fill those bins for us. Um, others will do um, financial kind of, you know, little games or things to have their employees raise funds and then we turn around and put it towards 
purchasing those items, but it's your, your everyday things, pencils, pens, crayons, markers, notebooks, notebook paper, binders. Um, and then sometimes the more expensive things like flash drives or, um, you know, um, sometimes like, uh, gosh, those mathematical um, compasses, yeah. not, not that kind of compass, but the compass for, you know, math and things like that, that some students just, or calculators, mathematical calculators, that some students just won't have um, or won't have the financial means to get. And then teachers need those in the classroom where the students can't do the work. So rather than those teachers going into their pockets to buy those those particular school you know resources, we can put those tools back into their hands. So let me ask you this because it just came up in my head as you we were talking about it. Do you accept used items or only we, only brand new items? We do accept some used items, um, and if they're not something that we can put into that online store, we host what we call a sidewalk sale a couple times a year, um, and we put. And these teachers can repurpose all sorts of things. Right. Really, they're very resourceful. They're very creative. They they have lots of great ideas. So we will get some things like that, and then we'll put them out in our. Um, we we're housed on a school site. So during non-school hours, we'll, we'll open up our doors and let teachers come or counselors or anyone really who has access to you know work with our students to come in and, and use things. So like a file cabinet may not be needed anymore in an office setting. Maybe you went paperless, but a teacher can put it to good use. You know, Really? Like file cabinet? Yeah. I mean, not a really big one, but small ones. We don't have a lot of space. Okay. But yes, those are the kinds of things that we have turned around or like storage bins. Um, all sorts of things you'd be surprised right now staples has been very kind in that this time of year they'll discount their christmas stuff right? right and we'll get bins that are christmas items or decorations and then when we put those out teachers will use those next christmas for holiday things well i'm partial to staples anyway i'm going to try to get them to be a sponsor for our show here if you if we keep this up sure. but staples has always been a, a big help and the people that, that run the staples here in town um they've been really cool and before COVID they did an event in their parking lot and the swashbucklers were part of that event it was okay. a back-to-school event now I understand um, when I was in there last week getting some print for the Old City Pirate Fest mm -hmm. they're talking about doing a bigger event out at the fairgrounds okay they did one last summer and that we we participated in a little bit too but they um, they filled backpacks ultimately I think they did it downtown at uh, Francis Field and, um, and they did invite community partners to come in, and then students and their families could come through that um, event and get backpacks and school supplies and such to fill up right before school went, you know, went back to school. So I think um, we may be involved in helping them out again sure. because they've helped us, and, and when I needed some printing and things done for Old City Pirate Festival, the considerations in discounts, and mm -hmm. I don't want to say a whole lot about that, but the considerations and discounts for doing the print that I needed. And they even taught me some things too, because I'd always just taken my stuff to Staples, mm -hmm. but they have an online system, kind of like a Vista prints or any yeah. of these online and they have an online system. And it, it was so much easier for me to just sit here and do it. And then they'd call me up and say, you're, it's ready. In fact, I went in one day to give them something. They said, Oh, your stuff's ready. I said, well, it's not supposed to be ready until Friday. Nope. It's ready now. So they're really good people and they really support and they do have those bins. I've seen yes. them. And so and you can it, drop off at any time. Yes. The bins are year round there. Yeah. Yes. And you can drop off anytime to us. You know, so say you were hosting something this, I know it's not yours this weekend, but say that you were doing something and if you wanted to, you know, have a collection of the basics, pencils, pens, you know, paper, no, notebooks, then you could collect that and we'll take it because we, we constantly are replenishing 
our supply. We have two uh, portable uh, classroom spaces on our campus that are donated to us by the Bailey Group. So the Bailey Group is another supporter of that right, particular program. Um, so that that house that we host, that we house everything in, that location is something that they they provide that um, the financials for. And then Publix is another supporter at the beginning of the school year over the summer. Um, Publix does a uh, roundup and we're the local charity that the roundup goes to. So if you're shopping here in St. Augustine or in St. John's County locally, and they ask you at the register in the month of July, I think, if you'd like to round up for education or round up for students, it's rounding up in that, that money that they collect goes to us. Very cool. And we put it into this Tools for School. Program. Well, you've given me an idea or two. One of the things though I want to tell everybody, um, does Inc. work with special needs schools and communities? We, we do. So our our direct mission, we are the direct support organization to the St. John's County Public School District. So that is the public schools here in St. John's County. Um, and we do work with, with students, classrooms, teachers that are, have, that are in our special needs, our ESC um, system. So our particular campus is a campus that's a little unique because it houses two schools. And one of those schools is called the uh, Evelyn Hamblin Center or the Transition School is what it used to be known as. And it's for some of our students that are not um, comfortable or work well in a normal general education setting. So they're put into a this special setting where they have more um, closer, smaller groups, more ratio of adults and paraprofessionals and, and teachers ultimately to students, and they have a little bit more special um, hands-on opportunity to learn. Now Donna told me something. When I first met Donna and we first got involved, and that's probably been well, let's see, at least a year before COVID, so that's good four or five years, but I believe maybe a little further back. And she told me something that, that really struck home with me. She says constantly people are thinking that school supplies in August to start off the school year is a wonderful thing, but nobody gives consideration to the fact that those school supplies don't last and you need more help in November or the turn of the, cent turn right of the year. Yes. Um, or right now. This with month, the, February. February is is right now we're at that halfway point of the school year so we're more than halfway through the funding that we would have gotten we're almost entirely out of the supplies that were collected so we have a few more months left to to fill the need um, and that's where we're at this point in time we were trying to sort of brainstorm ways that we could redo the summer school supply drive in this month specifically so we could kind of push through to the end of the school year and it's one of the reasons why i tried to steer what our crew does that we we give you a little bit out of each one of our events through the whole year which we my goal is, my goal is to give you a a, ch a a good check every time we do an event which would be our old city pirate festival um, our midsummer night's dream and our spectacular so that would be three times during the year that we could give you a check and so far it's been working out that way COVID put a damper on things. I'm sure it put a damper on all for all you guys too. But it's made it easy for us to, to, to spread our money out and help a little along the way. We haven't done a, a, a supply drive since before COVID. And that might be something that we, as the crew, any of the crew that's watching, that might be something that we would consider adding to our Midsummer Night's Dream because that's 21st of November, right in the middle of the summer. Right. Which would then turn over to you to help you right when the beginning of school year is because the beginning of school year is seven weeks away from that six weeks away from that so i'll have to talk with donna more about that and see what we sure. can do because the, the goal is for us to, to 
when we first started the swashbucklers, we were helping everybody. But that meant we were given a $100 check here and a $500 check there. And so we, we pared it down to three charities. That way we could give a bigger check more often to those charities. And Inc. is one of them. Um, so, uh, San Augustine Youth Services is the other one. But Inc. is very important to us. And it's our primary. And, and you all helped us during Old City Pirate Festival. It, it, um, we didn't require your presence to be there. But you, you have channels within the schools. And those channels within the schools bring us more children that come to our events. And we try to keep the event very, very affordable for families. Right. This year it was only $8 for adults and $6 for children. So a family of two adults and two kids was 24 bucks, give or take. I don't know. My math isn't going to be that quick tonight. So it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful organization. And anybody watching us, be watching what we do because the swashbucklers and the podcast are tied together. And we, we talk about the ink every, every week on our show. We talk about ink. We at least mention ink and what we do with them. So it's, it's, it's a good organization. I can't say enough about it. I really adore Donna and all the work she puts into it. And we've been friends now for about a year. Yeah. And uh, it's really cool to have you be a part of what we're doing here. So um, what else would you like to tell us about ink? I know you want to talk about... Um, Teacher of the Year, don't you? Sure. Yeah. yeah. What so else do you want to say? Well, so back to the whole other ways that we help teachers, just to kind of, you know, sort of expand on that a bit. So the tool supplies is a, is a constant thing that we right. do, right? Um, and again, last year, we're still in the middle of this year, so we'll know better, but our numbers have gone up this year. So the monthly average was higher. We were selling out of what we had in inventory um, organized that month quicker. Um, but in addition to that, one of the other things that we've done is we've hosted what we call um, teacher grants or classroom grants for several years, but we just sort of shake it up a little bit this year and we launched something um, at the beginning of the school year uh, through the Donors Choose platform. Donors Choose itself is a nonprofit, uh, but we partnered with Beaver Toyota, local here um, car dealership. Um, in the past, they would give us the money, we would put together what we call classroom grants, the teachers would write to us with what they wanted or needed, and then a certain amount of money might be allotted that to them to, uh, to all sorts of things, right? right. Um, so this also goes back to, do we help um, classrooms with special needs? The answer is yes, absolutely. Um, so this year we shook it up a little bit, went to Donors Choose, and it allowed us to do something called a, a, a match campaign. So we put some money together, Beaver put some money together, $25,000 went into a pot on Donors Choose, and then all projects in St. John's County from teachers, all of them, no matter what the teacher was, anywhere in St. John's County public schools, um, were eligible for a match. So if you may have put $5 towards Pedro Menendez teachers um, project, then Inc. and Beaver matched $5. So ultimately what happened was $25,000 matched with another $25,000. So at least $50,000 went into classrooms. And I can tell you that 66 projects, so 66 teachers were impacted. 76 projects were fully funded. Um, 146 total projects were touched. So there were about somewhere other than you know, being 76, add another right. 70. And there were um, that many more projects that were partially funded. You know, we ran out of money before they could be fully funded. Um, but in total, 1,900 learning experiences, 19,000, sorry, my numbers are off, learning experiences were, were impacted, were created through that whole partnership. And that to us was really exciting 
because we were able to really take that and maximize it in a way that we had never done it before. In, in the past, we would have you know, given $1,000 to this classroom teacher and you knew that was maybe 24 kids. And then maybe it went to that uh, high school teacher who had seven or six periods. And, and so maybe you could say it was 200 kids that were impacted. But this way, it, the, the impact is so much larger um, because we were able to match community dollars, family dollars, anyone who was supporting that teacher we helped take that project over the, the finish line. So that was super exciting. That is very yeah. cool. $50,000 ultimately what on just on projects for, yeah, for school teachers, yeah. 66 school teachers. 66 school teachers. So a couple of teachers got more than one project funded, which is great. Um, but yes, yeah, 76 total projects were funded. Wow. Um, at well, it, it, 26 it's, of our schools. <laughs> it's very important to, to do things like this because I have been saying a lot in some of my, my school tours, to the children, and we do mostly fourth fourth mm -hmm. graders at the Pirate Museum, but one of the things that, that comes up is a conversation, not just pirates, but there are at least three adults in every child's life that's very important. Their mother, their father, and their school teachers mm -hmm. through the whole year. And I still remember the names of my school teachers from my elementary school. And I'm 64 years old, so that's almost 60 years ago, and I still remember those teachers because they impact your life. Mm -hmm. And we need to help the teachers even be more impactful on these kids. And this is one of the ways to do it. Absolutely. They don't get paid enough. I, I also have this thing that I, I believe every sports figure in the entire country, I don't care what game they play, when they reach a certain level and they start making all this money, they should have to relinquish 20% of their pay just to go to teachers and police officers. Because we put too much emphasis on the importance of, of stardom mm -hmm. and sports and famous and the teachers do more for children than the sports figures do. Now there are some, some people are going to be mad at me for that because I do know there are some sports her heroes, so sports figures that really do a lot for their communities they're from. They truly do. And those, I, those are not the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones that don't really seem to do anything. And we have to do more and more for our, school, our schools, our teachers, because <laughs> those are going to be the leaders in two decades, three decades, 20, 30 years. Those are going to be the leaders. Those, somebody within this group could be one of the people running for president of the United States. <coughs> somebody within these, these school halls could be become one of the leaders of our military and leading men and women into some kind of a conflict. Don't we want them to be as most insightful and intelligent as they possibly can be? Absolutely. And the only way to do that is to, to honor and, and help our teachers. <coughs> Pardon me. I guess I was just trying to get too many words out at one time. So, if somebody gives you money, can they earmark it and tell you, hey, I want this to go to a specific part of your absolutely. project? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So, Davey, do we have uh, their website to show everybody? We need to make sure people know how to get in touch with Inc. I will pull it up. Thank you very talking. much. I knew you would. We need to make sure that people know that Inc. is a great opportunity to help school children and to do things for our school district. So one of the other things they do is they're part of the Teacher of the Year program. Yes, and I dropped so Teacher of the Year, <coughs> but this year... We just hosted this last Thursday. This year, our theme was We're Wild About Teachers. 
So we had a, a jungle theme um, and we had 99 teachers, rookie teachers are our newer teachers, newer in that they've taught for three years or less. And then our teachers who would have some three years or more teaching, um, but 99 teachers, which for us included all of our public schools here in St. John's County. We also include the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind um, oh, really in, cool. the, in the, that particular event. So, um, so we were so excited to celebrate all of them on Thursday night. Um, February 2nd, and we had about 950 people at the uh, Renaissance World Golf Village Conference Center, which is probably almost as much as it can host, um, but it was a fabulous night. Um, so much fun and so much celebration and um, appreciation for the, the teachers. So who was the Teacher of the Year? So the Teacher of the Year is Tracy Clausen. She is a 7th and 8th grade, so that's middle school. Spanish language teacher at Sebastian Middle School, um, so right here in St. Augustine, and and she was one of five finalists. So uh, our, we have a panel of judges. It's not something that we specifically uh, judge, but we have a panel of judges. They're all uh, academic uh, professors at St. John's River State College, Flagler College, and UNF. So they're professors who teach education. They teach teachers. They they are some of these teachers. Some of these professors actually were. The professors for the teachers as they were coming up and going to school um, and so they uh, they do an interview process there's an application process at the beginning um, and then when they they sort of narrow it down to about three or five finalists this year we had five finalists they represented schools from around the county so Sebastian here in the south uh, also Osceola Elementary School we had Amanda Devaney um, so she's an elementary school teacher a K through five and then in the sort of northwest uh, part of the county um, from Liberty Pines Academy, um, we had Gomati Sutaria um, over at Valley Ridge Academy, a middle school teacher. Gomati is a fifth grade teacher uh, at um, Valley Ridge Academy, which is, those are K through eight schools here in St. John's County. So as we started getting bigger and bigger and needing to build more schools, we started building larger schools, K through eight. So that house really truly two different schools, the K through five elementary school, and then they house a middle school as well. They kind of operate separately, but under one really big roof or sort of right. one fenced in campus. Um, but uh, Teresa McCormick is our teacher over at um, Valley Ridge Academy. And then the last teacher also in the Northwest part of the county, Piccolotta Crossing Elementary School uh, was Brienne Seplocha, and she is an elementary school teacher. Uh, we did a prize patrol with all of these teachers to kind of celebrate them and surprise them and let them know that they were finalists right before um, Christmas break. And what was fun is that most of the time it's uh, pajama day. A lot of them are dressed in either something like ugly sweater day or they're in pajamas. It's that Christmas holiday time and they're doing book readings and they're doing Christmas carols and, you know, and cookies and things like that and all sorts of fun stuff um, in their classrooms. Brienne was doing the trial of the Grinch and she was dressed with a uh, white wig and a black robe. And so she was the judge for the trial <laughs> of the Grinch. And right before we arrived, the principal was the Grinch. He did change quickly before we arrived so that we didn't see him dressed as the Grinch. But um, but that was really fun to see how much, um, you know, each of these teachers that those days that we were there visiting them, they were all, you know, in character, making, making learning fun, you know. Um, so last week we celebrated um, all of these teachers, all teachers really in the county, uh, but these five got kind of a little bit of special recognition. And um, during our event, the uh, five finalists invite one of their individual students, either a current student or past student up to kind of give a little reflection on why that teacher was so important to him or her. Very cool, I and like that. So that was really 
really, really, really just amazing because um, here's, you know, maybe a, a fifth grader um, getting up in front of a room full of 950 people and just pouring his or her heart out as to why this teacher is so awesome. Um, but the, the theme that each of them said was how amazing their teacher was, how much they truly loved this teacher, but how much that teacher makes learning fun and how that how that's important to them. I often Yo. Yo. And, and, and as long as we're speaking of that as an interesting thing, um, when Donna was like her last year, she got um, teacher of year. Um, the student that presented it to her had got rookie teacher of the year at the same banquet. She taught him when uh, in fourth grade and he got to talk about her. You would just stand and, and do that. I made it really, really neat. Yeah. I, I haven't been watching the screen as much as I probably should. Did you pop up a picture of the award that, you, that Donna got? Donna, Donna is one of our crewmates. She's a swashbuckler. Um, and that's her award when she got it back then. And how, how is there a date on it? I can't see yep. it. 2014, 2015. She was the very first recipient of it. That's pretty cool. And we're always proud to have Donna as part of our crew because she she she's she breaks my you know what's when i type stuff and put it out on the internet and she corrects all my english and spelling at 64 years old i thought i would never have to have a teacher do that again thank god she can't put red marks on the screen <laughs> I, I that's just all i got to say but so the, the teacher of the year that's a, it's a it's a really great it's great to recognize all the teachers but it's really cool to to, to, to have a couple of them that are just really, is, really recognized. It is. And, and it's also part of the statewide uh, Teacher of the Year program. So the Teacher of the Year here, she will now move forward with an application process, and, and then she has to do basically a, um, one of her lessons will be recorded, and all this is sent off to the Department of Education for the state of Florida, and she becomes one of 74 individual uh, Teachers of the Year who are then, again, you know, kind of judged ultimately. Uh, to, the DOE decides upon one Teacher of the Year for the state of Florida. And last year's Teacher of the Year is from Clay County, so she's really just right over the river. Um, and you know, but we're we're so we've we've have you know we have this particular um, opportunity to have an accolade here in St. John's County. Our Teacher of the Year, she holds the position for the next year. We just you know passed the torch last week, and um, Andrew Burke was the Teacher of the Year from the year um, prior. Uh, and this for them, this is a year long. Um, opportunity for professional development. They get to connect with these 73 other teachers from around the state. Um, there's a few different events throughout the year. There's a celebration as well. Um, but there's some events throughout the year where they get a chance to really kind of connect and talk and network and bounce ideas off each other, learn from each other. They really do have some classroom opportunity, professional development opportunities. And these are the kinds of things that help us, you know, sharpen our, our skills, keep our trade you know, at the highest that we can keep it. And, you know, obviously in this case, education and, and teaching is their trade. Um, so the skills of, of, of managing a classroom or how to make learning fun, how to keep it interesting, what kinds of innovative things can I bring to my classroom? What's new and happening in this, you know, realm, STEM, language, math, you know, what can I do to keep my kids engaged, to keep them learning, to help them be the best that they can be? And, I have to agree 100% about learning has to be fun. As a pirate doing tours at the Pirate Museum, when the kids come and we, we read them their rules to go in the museum, I'm the gruff 
mean captain um, and teasing the kids and having fun with the kids and and as the kids have some of the kids have, have taken to say I do you roast kids all the time uh, and I have to say not on a spit but that's a different story but the kids are giggling and laughing and having a good time and I fully believe that the only way you learn anything is if you're having a good time because if you're not having a good time you won't learn a darn thing right. Yeah. It's it's boring. Um, you don't learn anything. You re, you, you retain nothing, and so learning has to be fun. And to see the children learn, or to see the the teachers that come on these school trips, I can tell some of the classes that are better than other classes because of the interaction that the kids will have with me. Because their teacher is the same way with them in class every day. They interact with them. They have fun with them. Um, it, it, and it's very hard to have fun nowadays with the way with the way everybody makes judgment calls on everything that happens. So teachers really have a hard road to hoe on this. But and, and one of the things I'm proud of, and I brag about it. Have you noticed? Is uh, Will the historian on tonight? I hadn't noticed if he was or not. I he was. Will the historian is my son, and he's a history teacher in and civics teacher in North Alabama. Mm -hmm. And if you go on his Facebook page and watch, he puts on characters. He does characters. He integrates bits and pieces of history with Marvel superhero comics so they understand what life's all about. He, he, he interweaves so much in his classes. I'm so proud of what he does. And um, I believe that every teacher... I think every teacher needs to go to comedy club lessons and learn how to be comedians because that's where you get everybody. I, I've constantly been asked to use my magic and my comedy to help teach. Out When we were out west, we did anti-gang programs mm -hmm. using comedy and magic because the kids will pay attention to you. Right. They don't want to see somebody up there saying, don't do this, don't do that, this is what you get when you do that. They don't care. They already know. But to give them reasons and life lessons using comedy or magic or whatever else, and that's important in the schools. And I really see some great school teachers here in this county. I, I'm friends with a bunch of them, and I even we even did a I did a tour a couple of, about four weeks ago, and just last week in the mail addressed to the Pirate Museum, but to me, and I get them once in a while. I got a wonderful uh, thank you card from the teacher. And uh, I was going to bring it on and read it, and I didn't bring it down. Things happen, so I, I didn't bring it down. But it's a wonderful card from the teacher. And I actually, she then found me on Facebook and now has friended me on Facebook, so she'll pay attention to the things we do, and I'll watch her. I, over the past, I don't know, three months, I've gotten more teachers friend me on Facebook than I have on regular people from all over the state. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, I'm getting a chance to, to be involved in some way, shape, or form, and that's important because the kids are important. They really are. And this, what Inc. does is hugely important to this county. Are there other organizations like this across the state? There are. Um, there are. There's one in every school district, ultimately. So the Education Foundation, we are, our real name is the St. John's County Education Foundation. And that kind of got wordy and long and boring. So at one time it was changed to investing in kids, and then we just go by ink. Um, so we like ink. We like acronyms. And you, and <laughs> we you like know to what? shorten things down when, a little when bit. I, when I'm out talking to people, 
and trying to get support for the things we do and the question comes up or even if the question doesn't come up I still tell them a huge portion of all our proceeds from all our events goes to Inc. I don't have too many people to go what's that? Yeah. I have a lot of almost everybody goes we like that organization we'll help you out yeah. so because we're giving you money they help us out too mm -hmm. and it's very important so <coughs> Donna has done a good job of, of weaving ink into the community mm -hmm. and getting I mean the Bailey group is a wonderful group mm -hmm. uh, Beaver Toyota is mm -hmm. another group those are those are big name groups yeah. in our county that really do a lot to support Absolutely. teachers and schools and education here Absolutely. so it's it, it I, I can't say enough about ink and I'm not sure if Don yep will historian is right there I see him there he is there Hi. and I, I always like to brag about him because he, he he's a wonderful wonderful school teacher and, and uh, uh, just a very good son I'm, I'm very proud of him um, I don't know if Donna's watching tonight I don't see any names popping up that she may be watching but she can always go back and watch us um, as a pre-recorded and, and see that we talk nice about her <laughs> as much as we could. We can talk about the fact that she's been at the helm for about 17 years. Yes, too. yes. And that, see, and that was one of the other questions I was going to ask. How long has Inc. been involved here? So, well, so. Inc. has been in existence since 1994. Um, but Donna's been at the helm as executive director for about 17 years. Yeah, And that's Donna... And she always let, likes to let me know she'd probably been a really great pirate because her last name is Looters. Yes. Donna Looters. And she always likes to remind me of that. And I keep telling her, well, come join my crew. I need more looters. And we'll just make sure you get more money. So, um, and and her husband is a retired police, police chief, chief from St. Augustine. City of St. Augustine. Yes. Yeah. Um, quite well known and respected police chief here in St. Augustine. So that made it, I'm sure tremendously easier to really branch into the community also. I think Donna's just awesome. I yeah. think that's really just what it came down to. Donna just has this, uh, this amazing um, ability to be just so positive and upbeat and energetic and, and truly anyone, you know, who's met her can only say kind things about her, you know. So. I, I enjoy having a, having a lunch and talking about it. In the in the classroom working right now. That's my son. He's he's working tonight. He's doing overtime for his kids. Isn't that right, Will, the historian? He now he actually um, we did a show in December, mm -hmm. and he did the show live from his classroom, and it was and it was December. What was the date of that one? December third, December fourth, something like that. It was just before Pearl Harbor Day. So and my my son, he one of his solid parts of history. He loves. Second World War, so we took we talked about um, Pearl Harbor. He's coming to visit me finally after many years. He's he's actually not coming to visit me. His wife is having a family reunion and they're doing it in St. Augustine. So I'm going to get to see my son. So I'm second on the list, but um, we've made some plans. He'll be here on on Monday, June. I don't know what the date in June is. Whatever the date in June is, is, is right around uh, D-Day. So again, we're going to talk about the Second World War on our show that night. So uh, he, he's a great um, visitor, a guest with our show. He's knowledgeable. And it's one of the things we talk about. I tell everybody, when we do the show and I don't have any guests, the show's over by about now, which is 54 minutes. But we have things to talk about. 
Let's see, June 5th. Thank you very much. Will the historian is correcting his father right there on live live podcast. I appreciate that. So um, what else can we tell people? Is there anything, any new projects you're thinking about doing that you can talk about? Ooh, I caught you on the caught you well, on Well, so one. I can talk about this. This is a new project that we did recently start. Um, it's it's so again, I mentioned that we are housed on a campus of of the district, and so our particular school hosts two different schools. The the school um, called Evelyn Hamblin Center, and then another school is called Gaines Alternative School. Um, and the Gaines Alternative School is the school where students who maybe may, made some bad decisions or got into some trouble come to 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 sort of uh, kind of serve out a, a time and then they can go back to school when they've done what they needed to. Uh, but this is, is sort of like an out of school suspension except that you're going to school on campus. It's it's really for the, the kids that really just maybe made really bad choice. Right. Um, so uh, we started a program, my coworker, her name is Nina, started a program um, at the campus because uh, she really felt like the kids needed um, some positive reinforcement for lack of a better term, to kind of, you know, and something to look for, something to hope to look forward to. Um, so uh, we are working with two, uh, what we call coaches. They're really mentors, but they happen to be athletic background. One is a basketball player and one is a football player. So two very big men who have a great presence when they come in um, and they take the, the students outside onto the basketball court or to the fields and they actually do some physical activity with them. So the kids in this particular case, they spend a lot of time inside. They do get some outside time, but they're not going to your normal classes. They're not going to like PE classes. There's not, and there's not something like that where they're in organized sort of um, activity. And, and physical activity is a great way to reduce stress and kind of refocus your brain and, and also help to kind of calm things down, right? Um, so these gentlemen work with the kids outside um, and the students who earn the right to go out with them to spend this time, they've had to do their work. They've had to stay um, you know, following the rules. They had to not get in trouble. They've had to earn the right to go outside. And, and they love it. They're having such a great time working with their coaches. And they, while the coaches are working with them, it's kind of like you were talking about, like to have fun and, and learn at the same time. That's when you're going to retain that knowledge. Well, at the same time that they're working with the students and they're having fun and they're doing something physical and activity-wise and they're kind of in this group setting, it's a little bit social, coaches are also instilling in them some words of wisdom, some inspiration, some positive thinking, talking about choices, talking about uh, making the right choices, talking about life decisions, Manners. Right? And all yeah. sorts of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're taking yeah. our turn, we're doing all sorts of things. I've only had the experience to sit outside and be with them on, on one occasion, but so far it's going very well. Um, and in addition to the coaches, um, we've also, uh, Nina's hired tutors. So students who might have been struggling in school, and that may have been part of the reason why they were acting out or whatnot, now they're getting some one-on-one -on -one tutoring to kind of catch up or get back on track. Uh, so the idea is that when they graduate from our program, they all have finished their time and they'll go back to their home school, but they'll go back to their home school with um, opportunity, with hope, uh, maybe with some, some uh, skills and decision-making, problem solving, you know, resolution, uh, and so that they can continue forward. That ultimately, they'll graduate. Ultimately, they'll go on from there. So we just started the program. It just launched in October. So we're really just really kind of getting to that point where some of our students are now leaving. They've, they've spent their time at Gaines, and now they're moving back to their home school. So we'll see where it goes. But Nina has a, um, a plan in place to sort of 
keep track of her students and make sure that they continue on and sort of keep being that consistency, reaching out to them, whether it's with uh, the coaches or whether it's someone from our side, you know, being that sort of that, that person that they might need. So if the program hasn't been long, been in place long enough to see what's going to happen. We haven't yet. That. I can't have, I can't give you stats, for instance. Well, I can tell you what it's called. Yeah. It's called Pivot. Pivot. I like that. Yeah, it, it, I can't really tell you exactly. We, we thought that word was fun, and then Nina took the word and turned it around. And if you take it backwards, T-O-P-I-P, then the, the word, she figured out what they mean, and they make something that makes sense, right? But ultimately, we just call it pivot because we like, we like short words. Well, guidance is very important for children. Sure, yeah, absolutely. It's important for all of us because we all make bad we all choices. Make, we all make mistakes. We, we all do. And it's, it's more how you recover from those mistakes that um, shows the measure exactly. of, of the person. Right, that is so, growth. Um, are the, the sports figures that you have, are they are they named sports figures? Or are well, they they're local. Local. Um, so one is Brad Clark. He is the owner of the St. Augustine Glory. Um, so he's he was... He did go to school here in St. John's County. That's basketball, County. right? Basketball, yeah, yes. So yeah. he went to school here in St. John's County. Um, then he went to Edward Waters College in Jacksonville. So he still lives in the area, his family roots here. And then he um, he did invest in and, and, and started the, the St. Augustine Glory basketball team. So they play here either at a Ketterlinus gym or they play over at St. Augustine sometimes. Um, I think they have a game coming up, maybe the 25th. Um, so yes, yeah, so he's one of our coaches. Um, the other gentleman, is, oh, I'm going to forget his name now, but he's a, a basketball player. He played at, um, he went to school in North Carolina, and um, Rodney, I think is his first name, but I will find out and I will let you know. <laughs> very, very just uh, inspiring people, super just nice and kind and gentle, but big, uh, big gentlemen, and um, they're just really great with the kids, you know? Um, the football um, coach also coaches players on the side, so that's like his business is he'll help players, um, you know, get better. So if you want to, if you want to try out next year and make the varsity team, you know, he's your guy to help, you know, get your um, get your skills up. Um, so he does some things out on the field with them that are a little bit more like what he would do in a training situation, you know, so Very. like ladder drills, that kind of thing. It's important that the kids have an outlet, for lack of a better yeah. word, an outlet. To Absolutely. get through some of the and and have somebody that that might lend them an ear and a shoulder and a, and a, and a, yeah. and a spoken word, it's very important. And some of these kids don't have that at home. Yes. And yeah. you know, I, I I don't want to be too disparaging towards parents in any way, shape, or form. But sometimes the kids just don't have it, and school is their outlet. True. But then they don't know how to handle it, and they do need the they do need the help. And I think no matter what, when we're young, even if we have a great family life, there's there's a time in which you're not going to want to talk to your mom or dad about right. something. But if you have an adult who you trust or who you can you can confide in or you can open up to, or just someone who can be that guiding light for you, you know, I read something uh, during COVID that kind of really hit home for me, and it was, be the adult you want your children to be. So as a child, if you find the adult you want to be, that's that's your that's your role model. That's who you look up to. You know, so, you know, while I'm trying to be the adult every day for my boys that I want them to grow up to be, um, you know, some, sometimes we need that, we need to be that for other kids too, or we need to have that mentorship, coach relationship to make 
that happen for kids who may not have that. Well, ink is, a, is a, the, the project that we, the swashbucklers, whenever I go to the, the crew and say, hey, we're going to do this event, and we're going to give the money to ink. There's never any crew member that says, can't we do something different? Never. They all agree. Um, because in a way, all of us pirates too, and we're downtown, um, when I'm at the Pirate Museum, and I've had this conversation with, with many people before, and sometimes it doesn't end up being a good conversation because my opinion is that if you dress up and make yourself, or, or you don't even have to dress up, if you make yourself a publicly known figure, you're a role model, yeah. whether you want to be or not. And I have many people that say, well, I don't want to be a role model, then stop doing what you're doing. You're a role model whether you like it or not. And... Um, you have to maintain a certain level of decorum and attitude because no matter what, one bad thing can come back and haunt you. So we're, we're role models constantly. And, and I've had some arguments with people that, that, that have actually, and this is going to get into a, a few seconds of pirate history. Well, why should pirates be the ones that are role models? They, 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 they were murderers and they were robbers and they were thieves. And I won't deny any of that. But what makes the history of the pirates that we actually really talk about in the Pirate Museum, they had a code. They had laws. And those laws made the men free men and gave them control of their destiny. And that's the thing that people don't understand. Laws are important. Rules are important. You and I have rules sitting right here. They're not spoken rules. There's nothing written down. But I don't speak over you, you don't speak over me. That's a common sense rule. We're, we're polite to each other, we're kind to each other. But pirates had rules. What they, yeah, they were criminals, of course they were. But the set of laws and the set of rules that they created created what was considered to be a democracy, which went on to become a democracy in this country. The pirates were really some of the first ones to bring democracy to the New World. So, in a roundabout way, even as pirates, we still have something to give. And, you know, the old saying, Jack Sparrow made it very famous. <laughs> Take what you can, give nothing back. We've changed it in the swashbucklers. Take all you can and give it away. And that's usually what we do. So, Ransom Mayhem. So, how do we find this type of organization for kids in the school system in our area we live in? Good question. He's, that's, my, that's my brother, actually, Ransom Mayhem. And he's in Bay County. Okay, so, this is the Bay County Education Foundation. Okay. So there are 67 counties here in in Florida. Um, we're we're are the education foundation for St. Johns County, but Bay County has one as well. And um, there's pretty there's 66, I believe, uh, education foundations. So there is one that kind of does two counties, uh, and it may be in the Panhandle specifically. Can't remember if it's Bay County or not, but I'm pretty sure that Bay County has its own um, education foundation. So the education foundation ransom. Yeah, I can look it up. We can we can try to figure that out, and we'll send that information yeah. to you. But it's a great organization. I already know that Ransom and his pirates do reading programs in some of the schools in Bay County, and that's a, that's a wonderful thing. We have picked up to um, uh, to do things in some of the schools here, also like um, oh, can't think of the name of the elementary school over in. Um, their, their mascot is pirates. Oh, Palencia. Palencia, yeah. Palencia pirates. Yeah. And we go and do a lot of. St we, we used to do a lot of stuff. COVID has really put a put a hardship on all of the stuff we do. But 
Uh, David, put that back up there again that, that Donna put up there. I, I, I just briefly saw it and didn't read it. Okay. Thank you, sir. Our school system in St. John's County has been ranked number one by the state for many years. So proud. And she's right. Yeah, over 10. It's, and it's one of the other reasons why so many people keep coming to St. John's County. So for our friend in Bay County. Okay. So it's the Bay Education Foundation. Um, they're in Panama City. Um, they have a website, and it should be bayeducationfoundation.org. Did you get that, Mayhem? Bayeducationfoundation.org. Look them up. And so I am. So they have a mentor program. Um, we were just talking about mentoring last month. The month of January was National Mentoring Month. Um, so that I just on their website they have a mentoring program, so you can do that. They have a golf for education that was one of the events that they do to raise funds. Um, they have classroom grants like we do, which is kind of normal. Um, they do some scholarships for seniors. Do all of the these foundations within the county do do you all have conversations together? Absolutely, constantly yes. amongst yes. all of them. So all of the education foundations here in Florida, or most, if not all. Um, like 99.9% .9 of them are part of an, a consortium. So the education foundations come together. The state consortium is a way for um, education foundations to bounce ideas off each other in a very open setting. You know, it's kind of like you will want to try something and maybe I'll reach out to you and ask first, have you done this? And if, oh, of course we have, and this is how it worked and this is what didn't work and I'll share all of my resources with you. So then I'm not necessarily reinventing the wheel, but I'm borrowing from right. you. And I'm not, we're not in competition because your district ends where your county borders end and, and mine same. So there's no overlap and we're not necessarily, you know, treading on each other's turf. Um, so that's, that's, you know, it's, it's all great in that sense. Um, so we do get together a couple times a year for conferences. Um, Donna is on a, a executive director conference call like once a week, I think. They host all sorts of opportunities for us to get together by, by Zoom or by calls or um, there's a website resource and such. So and most of the time you can just reach out and, and ask, hey, I heard, or I saw that you did this program. You know, tell me more about it. What can I, what can I learn about it? Well, Ransom, that might be a real good direction for you guys over yeah. there. Um, I know you have several different directions that you take your crew in. And just between me and you and everybody watching, we used to take our crew in, in so many different directions. It, it, it's, it spread everything too thin. That's why we decided that ink was our main um, go-to group that we wanted to do stuff for so that we can help them and we can benefit more because it's benefiting all the kids in the school. Our little bit of help goes into the bigger pot that benefits all the schools here. Captain, even the Powder Monkey's been out to the schools. What's that? Even Powder Monkey's been out yep. to the element park. We've taken Powder Monkey out to the schools um, <laughs> and we've done other projects with some of the schools um, with pirates. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly there. And because I do history lessons with pirates, I get asked by, I also get asked by many of the teachers in all the other school districts that come to St. Ol, because every school that district comes, comes here, here everyone. So yeah. I, I've made friends with teachers in every school district. And I sometimes will mention what we do for Inc. And some of us say, oh yeah, well, we have an organization like that too. So we do know it's getting around. The one thing I do get a lot of as I get a lot of teachers that ask if I'll come to their school and help them with the discipline problems they have. So um, <laughs> yeah. I, I could make some money, I guess, but that's a different story. So well, I, see, I see Nightingale in Florida. Yes. My daughter teaches at R.B. Hunt. 
Does she really? Mm-hmm. Nightingale in Florida is one of my crew, um, and she is a, a, a nurse also. Um, my daughter teaches at R.B. Hunt. Yes. So you know, you probably know that person. I might. I yeah, might go. You I probably might know who that is. Very um, good. There was a uh, last one of last year's finalists. So we, we broke them again, got narrowed it down, and there were five finalists for the last year teacher of the year. And so one of those teachers was an R.B. Hunt teacher. Um, Sharon Warwell Murden is her name, and she's a fifth grade teacher. But there is this year they had a teacher of the year and a rookie teacher of the year from R.B. Hunt. Wow. It just shows how small the, the county really is, um, but it's because of social media and the positive part side of social media. Yes. That's what makes it. Sometimes I just, I get messages and letters from teachers all over Tiffany the state Stetson. now. And it's, it's, what's that? Tiffany Stetson is her name. It's a right. teacher. Uh, well, I, I don't know her personally, but I can certainly reach out and meet her. There you go. There you go. So we've had a rousing conversation. And we have a couple of other things to do. So we're going to let Kathy sit here with us and enjoy the rest of the show. And if she has input, please throw it in there. Um, but we move on to the... We we used to do video highlight of the week, but uh, because of some things that we've learned, jib-jab is no longer allowed. Davey, <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do about that. No, no. But, uh, I, it's the music <laughs> that they put with those, apparently. Because I, well, I, I can still do silly things like that. No. It, that's kind of silly. I know. So if you don't do any music, can we... <laughs> we can have fun with it then without any right. music. Very good. So, but th- this section is always open. If any, any crew has a video of their, their crew or a video of something they like, or anybody watching us has a video they like, send it to us. We'll first investigate to see if we can play it. <laughs> Because, hey, we played a video of the twins that play the cello. That got us in trouble. And that got us in trouble. And I, I don't understand why, because it's all over YouTube. They put them on YouTube for people to use, and we weren't using it to raise money. We just wanted to show it because we like their talent, and it happened to be a show about pirate music. But that entire show was pretty much blacked out by YouTube. So we're learning a few lessons and I do want to say thank you to our friend in Utah, Mandy Brown, who's been doing some research and helping us out and showing us the ropes of certain things. And we're learning more and more with her help. Yeah, yeah Mandy. Give her an applause. <laughs> so, this Davey, week, why don't you do your This Week in History? And, and I'm using royalty-free music. music. Yes, royalty-free music. And I will be looking at
Excellent, Davey, as always. But I was actually engaged in conversation and looking at all of our comments we have. We got quite a few comments. Yes, we Captain, do. Captain Smoo, it's good to see you here. Uh, it's good to see Ken Smith I, and Zachary Harker. All of you guys are from far, far away, but the social media brings us all together. And it just makes us look good to some of the people that are here as guests to know that we have people from all over the country watching us. So thanks for tuning in tonight. We appreciate it. Let us see where we can start going up to the very top there. Let's see. Where's my... There it is. So let's see what we got here. Zachary Harker is on, and he will stay for a little bit under the weather and recently took NyQuil. <laughs> mm -hmm. I did that once. Doesn't mix well with my heart medicine, so be careful with that. Let's see. Who else is there? Christina Kaplan. Hi. Nice to see you aboard. And I gather that you are local, so we're going to talk. I saw something else we'll make comment to. Bill Murray is with him probably not a lot except a good laugh. Hi. That must have been when we were talking about Groundhog Day. There's Danelle Everhart, part of the crew of the 829. I think that's the right numbers. If I got it wrong, I'll start working on that a little harder. Um, I put more stock into the birds than groundhogs. The birds will tell a lot. You're absolutely right. No stock in ground in the groundhog, according to rumors. He's a compulsive liar. <laughs> I watched the birds. My yard was full of migrating robins last week, early spring. Very good. And, of course, Captain Smoo up there in Quebec. I, he says ahoy, but I bet it's like wintertime all the time up there for you guys. So there you have it. Uh, learn from Bill. Don't mess with the groundhog. Phil rocks. <laughs> all right. Very good. It rains and drop down again. Uh, Ken Smith, I take your weather any day over ours in Ohio. There he is. He's in Ohio. I, I believe it, Ken. I'll stick my Florida weather. I can at least smell the rain here and be ready. Good one. Good one. Let's see a couple of others here. Uh, I don't think I want to know about the scars. Had telling how long winter will last. We have blizzards in May before here in Michigan. Not night, everyone. I will rewatch this tomorrow. Good Zachary's night, Zachary out. Harder. You're out. <laughs> Enjoy your NyQuil dreams. Aye, those always be good. Just remember, aye, they're more like guidelines, those dreams are. Let's see. Captain Smooth says, interesting changes coming up on your show. Bravo. Yes, Captain Smooth, we've learned a lot lately, and we're trying to fall within the realm so we can keep getting out there. And he also says, Amazing your implication in your community is. Your organization is an example for all pirate crews in the international pirate community. Huzzah to you. Thank you very much, Captain Smoo. We appreciate that. And we're proud to be a part of your international pirate community. It's something that we've been bragging about quite a bit. Nightingale in Florida is saying hello to Powder Monkey. Was the Powder Monkey here? I didn't yes, see sir. him. Yes, <laughs> sir. He's not? All right. Very good. Uh, let's see who else is in here. Um... Donna Bogus says it was one of the best nights of her life. Yes, I'm sure it was. Uh, second only to being a member of the, the best pirate crew in, 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 the, in the area. I can only say that once or twice. Um, let's see. A pirate named Looters hitched to the chief of police. Seems like that could be a conflict of interest. I, well... I'm sure she had a plenty of opportunities for get out of jail free. Yes. <laughs> I hope she's watching. 
Hi. So you see, we, we like to do have fun, uh, uh, have some good times here. We have changed things uh, to do special needs kids. Hi, that's Ransom Mayhem. They, they, do, they do some stuff with special needs kids. In fact, he has, you have a special needs kid. He's not a kid anymore in your organization, if I remember right, over there in Panama City. And so my brother has been very big in the, in the panhandle of doing pirates over there. And let's see, Christina Kaplan. Are you a teacher, Christina? Oh, my favorite teacher, Raul Amores, just got married in Egypt. Best man and great English teacher. I don't know him, do you? Do you uh, recognize the name? No. I, ah, there's Jim Neuenfeld. Now you will have to explain what a record is because most won't have a clue. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And they don't know what cassette tapes are either anymore. So. Did you get a chance to try uh, the Brothers Rum yet? No, I did not open it yet. I was going to. Oh, wait a minute. We may have actually tasted it last week. I'll let you know. I'll send you a private message. Uh, Jim Neuernfeld says, Miss Donna's statement to Chief Looters was, I get out of jail free or else. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a good, good show, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a great guest. And as I say, whenever we have great guests, we talk forever about important things. And guess what? We're at the hour and 22 minute mark. I love it when we go over. It gives us that much more footage to chop down and make little miniatures of what we're trying to do now. Something else we've learned about. But we can't just keep going on. On the horizon, ladies and gentlemen, that's something that we need to talk about. On the horizon. And next Monday... Not that one. No, that's an old one. Next okay. Monday, we're going to have the representative of the St. John's County Fire Department Cadet Program. They have helped us. The cadets have helped us with security and, and manual labor at our Spooktacular and at our Old City Pirate Fest. We're, we've made a donation to them. Actually, I give them the check tomorrow. I hope that works out. The kids, the cadets... I really shouldn't call them kids. We'll just make sure I always call them cadets. The cadets are going away this weekend for a competition. competition amongst other cadets across the state. We have given them enough money to take care of several of those cadets. Buy into that. And then their leader, the adult leader of the group, will be on next Monday to tell us all about it and for us to officially tell you how much we gave them. So that's next Monday. We have a couple of other surprises in store for you. Uh, Sheriff of St. John's County wants to be on the show. It's just a matter of making sure his sketch works with ours. He's a very busy man. I also am trying to make sure that I get some friends of mine on, but not at the same time, but Troy Blevins and Pete Melfi and the big tall guy that they have on the show. And for some reason, the name just went through my head. But that's the 904 Now people. We want them to be a part of our show too. We have all kinds of things in mind for coming up for our shows. If we'll take any suggestions. If you want to be on the show or have something to offer, send us a message. We like having guests on the show. It means I don't have to sit here and talk as much because that gets boring after a while. But we now have one thing that's different tonight. Normally, you notice we just pop up a couple of banners and say thank you to everybody. We've decided to combine it and make a thank you video. So, Mr. Davey, I think now is the time to show it. 
like it, Davey. What do you think? I like it. What do you think, Mr. Gunner? I, I, like, I it. like it. Good, good. What do you think? I thought it was great. Yeah. And we don't have to talk so much about thanking everybody. Do we message you here or on a specific email? You can message us here or you can go to our email. Mr. Davey, put our email up there if you can real quick. <laughs> Captain's Quarters Podcast 21 at gmail.com. You can send us messages there. Or if you know how to talk to any of us on Facebook, we all have Facebook pages and we have a Facebook page also. So we will, and we are also in the me method of considering that doing our shows via Facebook may not happen anymore because Facebook also has rules about certain things that we were doing with music and whatever. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. We understand that. So we may use Facebook as our means of communication with everybody and to let you know what's going on. And we'll try to figure out some other methods of streaming beside YouTube and some of the others. Hey, we keep going. We'll give Joe Rogan a run for his money. Oops, I probably shouldn't have said that. I'll get knocked off by Joe Rogan now. Oh, well. It's all about fun, ladies and gentlemen. We're pirates, but we like to give back to the community. And we appreciate each and every one of you being a part of our show. So we raise our glass and we say thank you. And we have a way of closing out every show and that will never change. So go ahead, Davey. Part of the podcast. Part of the crew. Always. We love our fans. We love our supporters. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.